welcome to the Big Apple School podcast, the weekly English show where we speak about everything under the sun. The major goal of this show is to help you improve your English and, of course, learn something new. My name's Katja, I'm a host, and today with me... I'm Gary. I'm Inga. Benjamin. So, dear listeners, first of all, I would really like to thank you for all the comments we get, for all the discussions we make on VK. It's really fun for recommendations Does you send. Does that happen? Does that happen? What do you mean, does that happen? I don't know. Don't you check a VK page? I I do not. (gasps) Should I check it? Is there even a VK page? See? (laughs) Outrageous. Of course (laughs) you should. That's how how I got recommendations about cartoons after the cartoon episode. All right. So, yeah, somehow we completely forgot about one of the cartoons. And I was like, oh, my God, that's so true. We forgot about that. So, yeah, thank you for all that. yeah, even, you know, th- there have been um, a situation which I don't think we've mentioned, but one of our listeners actually, uh, while traveling, came to Novosibirsk to say hi. So, oh, really? Yeah. So <laughs> I know you'll be listening to this. So hello. <laughs> so, yeah, if you haven't yet, uh, please subscribe to our pages on VK, Yandex, Google, or any platform where you listen to our podcast and let us know what you think about our show. You can give us stars, leave comments, so everyone but Gary will definitely reply <laughs> right. and right. have a conversation with right. you. You can ask questions, um, which actually happens more on Instagram. So I sometimes get questions on my Instagram asking, like, what does that mean? Or where is that? So thank you for that. It's really sweet. And you can even send your ideas about next episode. So what do you want us to talk about? We're always open to new ideas. So, and we are here today to talk about a very serious topic, actually, which is natural disasters. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm, you know, reading the room over here, like, how's everyone feeling? So, and um, first of all, what is a natural disaster? So what kind of things are we going to talk about today? What kind of disasters are these? So anything that's not man-made, so for instance, volcanoes, meteorites, tsunamis, fires, well, not all kinds well, of fires. fires. It's, yeah. Yep. Oh, volcanoes. That's, yeah, volcanoes. That's actually a good one. Yeah. Tornadoes, hurricanes, earthquakes, bushfires, of course. There are so many horrible things that can happen. Kind of makes you think, ha, huh, that's good I live in Siberia when nothing really happens. So, and tell me, have you ever had any kind of experiences with with natural disasters? Were you unfortunate too? Of course, I have. I have experienced one, a serious one. But actually, I I would like to begin with the um, comment that natural disasters are naturally caused, as uh, Ben has already mentioned. And uh, I have um, experienced... uh, Earthquake in 18, 1988 in oh, Armenia. No. Oh, wow. Not that one. Yes, it was a serious one. I was eight years old girl. I was waiting with my brother, waiting outside for my mom to take us to school. And it was a wedding day. Oh, Yeah, it was just uh, Wednesday. Uh, we were waiting for her outside. She was putting her coat and her uh, boots to come out and to take us. Suddenly there was a, just a, I don't know, it was a hurricane, something like that. I was a girl. I was a little girl. So, um, and I, I could see buildings were folding like a <gasps> house of cards. Oh, and there was no. a huge dust oh, in the air. No. So I couldn't imagine what was that. What's going on here? Oh, come on. So we were crying, shouting and co- going back into the entrance to the second floor to my mom. So oh, to wow. help us, we didn't know what to do. She was shouting us, go back, run away, right. so so it's not the place to be here. You should be just oh, in a safe wow. place. But we didn't want to to listen to her. We wanted to be with her. Wait. And we ran to her. She took us in the steel frame of the door. Uh-huh. We were standing uh-huh. there for a couple of minutes. And we stood there after aftershocks as well. There were, were dozens yeah. of aftershocks as well. After we took some documents, some money, and of course ran away, and we could see no buildings were standing oh. except our entrance. Can you imagine? Well, our building how, how, was the long one with six entrances, but our entrance was the one that was standing. Wow. And it was a miracle, I guess. So I'm yeah, here you with should. you today because of this miracle. It's amazing. <laughs> I never really about it. thought of Armenia as a 
main place for uh, as a oh, place yeah. for yeah. 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 happen very often. Very yeah. often, yeah. right? Very often. Well, I guess yeah. you have the Caucasus Mountains, don't you? Yes, of course, yeah, because so, of these mountains. Yeah. Inga, I have a question. Wait, where was it? Because I thought it was in uh, the name called. I think it's like Spitak. Yes, the epicenter was in town Spitak, but uh, many cities just uh, my and you are from Gumri, right? Yes, my Gumri was also just collapsed. Oh. Uh, Spitak was leveled to the ground in 30 seconds. <gasps> we had a lot of victims, a lot of children left homeless and uh, people didn't know what, where to live. They were standing, leaving, sleeping outside, just making a fire, sitting around and just living there. Um, then came rescuers, of course, thanks, them. of course, these people, the Soviet Union, former Soviet Union, uh, European countries, the USA, well, I India, guess in situations yes, like that, you know, all the countries unite to help. Yes, united. They helped us. They came, just brought uh, excavating equipment, uh, food, first aid, fuel, a lot of things. And uh, they um, brought dogs, special uh, mm, dogs mm-hmm. to, to sniff and find people uh, under the ruins. And of course, they a lot of just European and the USA doctors that just um, presented second lives to people disabled mm-hmm. people, uh, giving them prosthetic appliances. Um, and a lot of people, people from Russia, people from the U.S. and other countries as well, uh, adopted homeless and orphan children whose parents died. It was just How long great did that thing last? to do. I mean, because I, I can't even think of like an earthquake. How long does it usually take? It was a really powerful, uh, powerful magnitude nine. Out of out of there are only like ten or oh, nine so, actually yeah, nine. no ten ten nine. so it was really powerful and um, there were a lot of aftershocks after this day um, and of course thanks to rescuers to come and help us and nowadays we have uh, special districts in cities in the mm-hmm. city Spitak uh, Vanadzor and uh, Gumri we have special districts that people just uh, American people just English um, from Britain right uh, Italians came and um, constructed buildings mm-hmm. hospitals schools and we have just separate build- just uh, Russian district uh, oh. English district Australian district yes I guess there's no high rise buildings in Armenia not not high rise, but uh, uh, the highest one was ten floors. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken, that's, yeah. that's high enough. Mm. Yeah. So wow. I had a practice to work in a school named after Lord Byron, so oh, that cool. English people constructed. Oh, yeah. oh wow! Yeah, I know that there are you know there are movies about this earthquake. I know that there are. Yeah, there, there are, are a lot movies. of movies, right? The last one, a newest one, I can say that I saw it was um, a, a movie of um, Sarik Andreasian, uh, The Earthquake. Not, it is yeah. really a, a re- realistic one. Yeah, I know that people who actually have experienced it and, you know, they all say that it's a great movie, you know, there's no, yes. um, you know, no imagination, like, you know, no... Nothing that was, you know, lied about, nothing that was uh, sugar-coated. Yeah, it's just... True facts. Yeah, but I would... uh, I think I I tried to watch this movie, but, you know, I cried my eyes out. I'm like, I'm not ready to finish it. It was just too difficult. So I cannot imagine what it was like for people. Yeah, so it was a sad story. I remember reading about it, and I think it's about 60,000 people who died in that earthquake. 25,000. 25,000 only in Kimri. Wow, Only and there are and there have been several cities that have yes, been affected. Yes, of course. I remember also reading that um, that there is um, not not in the not in the town of Spitak, but um, not, somewhere not far, there is a nuclear plant. Mm. And when the earthquake was happening, they were afraid that there might be you know another yeah, sure. you know this nuclear catastrophe. And people were definitely, you know, scared of that after, you know, because after 1986 when Chernobyl just mm-hmm. exploded. Mm-hmm. Luckily, though. So nothing happened to it. And after that, for four years after that, they, it only worked to a very limited capacity because they were afraid that there might be, you know, some kind of consequences after the earthquake. So I think it's, well, it may sound weird in this situation, but, you know, it's a good thing, at least, you know, that at least this nuclear plant stayed. Yes, it it's was kind near of a, the capital of mm-hmm. Armenia, Yerevan. Thanks God, it's, it was okay. Nothing happened to this city. And it was near the capital. So that's why nothing happened to mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. 
Can you? Yeah. That's that's great. Yeah, happens. whatever. I'm just speaking about it. I'm just feeling the same thing every time. Of course. <laughs> well, it's good that you don't have any kind of, you know, like PTSD because, you know, that's quite a traumatic experience, I would believe. Yeah. yeah. And also, uh, well, let, let's, okay, no. Um, first, I'm going to ask about your experience and then we're going to talk in more detail about earthquakes in general. Yeah, I, I had, I did not have an experience, but my mother did. With what natural disaster? Hurricane. Um, my mother lives in Florida, South Florida. Yeah. yeah Southwest Florida. Was that Katrina? Uh, this was Irma. 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 Oh. Yeah. And uh, this was 2017, which was four years ago. My mother was, she's still alive, thankfully. And she's, she was 89 years old and about to turn 90. And uh, <clears throat> I'm watching this whole thing. And we're watching this whole thing because the difference between a hurricane and an earthquake and a lot of these other things is that you've got days of warning Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, because mm -hmm. they really track it. And it's very, they can't exactly predict where, what it's finally going to do because it adjusts. But I mean, they've got satellites Mm -hmm, on this thing mm -hmm. because it's just, I mean, it's the kind of thing you can do that. So I'm watching this and it's, and my mother's, everybody, Florida's watching it and, you know, the East Coast, the United States is watching it. And it was supposed to go up the East Coast, which would be Miami and so forth. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, And I don't wish this on any area, um, but uh, it shifted like a a couple of days before Mm -hmm. to the West Coast. And it was going right at where my mother lives. And this was like two days before land. it was going to make landfall. And they're adjusting this. And I mean, this is like ground zero. I've got screenshots of, you know, the predicted course and the oh, wind wow. speed, 130 kilometers an hour. It was a Category 5. And it was a Category 5. And it did hit dead on to where she was... What, what place lives. was it? This is Naples, Florida. I've been to Naples. You've been to Naples. Well, is it, I, isn't that like a two-hour drive from Miami? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, it's across, it's across yeah. the Everglades, across yeah. the bottom yeah, of Florida. Yeah, I've been to Naples. Yeah. It's okay. a very nice place yeah, for old very, people. <laughs> yeah, it is. And she's an old people, so <laughs> it's very nice. And uh, so I'm watching this, and um, what you do in a hurricane to deal with it is you get out of there because you've got mm-hmm. time. And so what you do is you get in your car and you take your documents, uh, your important documents and whatever else that's extremely important to you. You shut everything down behind you and you get in your car and you get on these interstates, which are then parking lots Mm -hmm. because everybody's doing the same thing at the same time. Right. I mean, you've got literally millions of people doing this. And so I'm watching this and I am not liking the idea of my mother staying there, you know, and I don't, I, because unlike the Midwest and other parts, you can't really have a, you don't have basements in Florida, right? No, there's no basements. So you can't have any kind of a shelter like that. No, no, there's no shelter. I mean, the buildings are actually built to be hurricane proof, but the problem is the aftermath, you know, if, if, Mm -hmm. if it. It's, and you don't have electricity, which they didn't for two weeks. And then you get into all kinds of sanitary, hygienic messes and just, and trauma, trauma, you know, just sitting there. So uh, my mother had the choice and uh, of, well, what do you do? And um, she had already sort of told them that she would leave. And so she had to go through all of the stress of, of, um, you know, trying to shut things down and we didn't know how to do that and all this. And I'm, you know, trying to work with her. I'm on the phone and she's got her cell phone and, you know, and, but of course everything's up and working. And so she gets in her car finally. This was on Wednesday. Landfall was supposed to be Saturday. Mm-hmm. She gets in her car on Wednesday. She's so stressed out and just tired that she gets on the highway and she falls asleep at the wheel. Oh, no. And, you know, they're moving it just a couple of kilometers an hour. You know, it's not moving. It's not like it's... But Mm -hmm. she hits the car in front of her. So she rear-ends the car. She rear-ends the car in front of her. And this turns into this incredible story of my 
she, I was going to, I had already bought tickets to visit her, having no idea, you know, these things come happen, you know, when they happen. So I'd already bought tickets to come and visit at this point. I had tickets in my hand. I knew when I was coming, right? And the whole thing, and all of this is happening as I'm getting ready to go there. And not that that matters, but anyway, so she's a, she, she falls asleep. She hits the car. Of course, it's a traffic incident. They go to the side. And the, the woman that uh, the, actually it was a, it wasn't, it was a, it was a woman and her nephew. Um, and uh, uh, I mean, my mother is stuck. You got a 90 year old woman on this highway with a hurricane coming and all this. So this, these were really great people. They just said, well, you're going to come with us. Mm-hmm. And you're going to go where oh. we're going. And so these lovely people proceed to take my mother uh, to where they were going, which was about 400 kilometers north. Mm-hmm. And she, they finally get there, and it's a complete ordeal, you know, very long trip to get there and all of this stuff. But they finally get there. And uh, so my mother is staying with these complete strangers Right. They have they're from the same area where my mother lives. Right. But they're going to get out of there to go north, which is what you do, because it's going to go up the coast. And uh, as the hurricane goes across land, it loses force. Right. It it gains force over the water, loses force on land. So it's going to by the time it gets up there, it's going to be okay, You know, so my mother ends up uh, in these people's house. The electricity, the storm then does hit. On, on that Sunday, uh, and it, I guess it, it made landfall on Sunday, it, go, or it, it goes up the coast, it takes out the entire electrical grid of, of, the, of the southern part of the state, including where she is 400 mm-hmm. kilometers north, right? So she's in this house uh, with these strangers, uh, no electricity, right? There's a curfew, meaning you can't freely mm-hmm. go around. There's gasoline rationing, mm-hmm. right? Because you can't get, you can't bring trucks in with. Well, kind of like there is now, where everyone is <laughs> rushing to fill up plastic bags. Yeah, with, right. Like, with, like you saw yeah, that somewhere. Yeah, yeah. But, concur- well, nobody was doing that then. I think yeah. people were more were smarter then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> people got stupid, yeah. more stupid uh, over the last four years. But anyway, uh, so. She ended up there, and of course, uh, she doesn't want to be there mm-hmm. because she's, for one thing, it's, uh, you know, she's got to take her medicine. The lady really helps her. She's got to get a prescription filled, at a, at a, you know, to take her medicine and all this stuff. The lady helps her with everything. But my mother wants to get out of there. So she rents a car. She's 90 years old. She rents a car, and she's going to drive somewhere else to get a motel room. She doesn't make a reservation. I said, you know, you need to make a reservation before you do this. She doesn't make a reservation. She proceeds to, I'm, this is too long, but anyway, so she proceeds to, uh, to drive. She makes a wrong turn, right? She's trying to go to, uh, she's trying to go one place. She ends up another. She ends up right near Walt Disney World, which is a major, gigantic well, yeah. Orlando. <laughs> yeah, in Orlando, yeah. 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 This, this whole place was like somewhere north of Orlando. Mm-hmm. She was going to come south or whatever the thing was. Anyway, so she ended up in her car overnight, and I'm talking to her in the car. You know, she's got her cell 90 phone. 90-year-old. Yeah, yeah, 90 years old, and she's trying to deal with this whole thing, and she's doing fine, and I'm trying to figure out where she is because she doesn't know where she is. She's just in a parking lot of some, you know, standard place that there's of which there's 2 million in the United States that are almost identical. Yeah. And she's telling me where this is, so I locate it on a map what I think it is. It isn't there. It's somewhere else completely. Anyway, she ends up in a motel for... Uh, for several days and until it was like two weeks before they got electricity on and she could go back because it, it was a direct hit wow. on Naples. Yeah. And then it just went, you know, north and took everything, you know, took a lot out in its wake. And uh, anyways, you know, so I, I think it was actually the right thing for her to do because where she lives, I mean, if you couldn't, I mean, if you actually had to stay where you live, she, mm-hmm. you know, no. But there, there's a place there where that's uh, a medical facility where she lives. Mm-hmm. It's a community, and and she could have gone there. But even they, where they've got 
They've got generators, you know, gasoline, you know, generators and the whole thing. Um, they were at a point where they just had electricity, no air conditioning, um, you know, and so on and so forth. So that would have been extremely stressful also. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if it was the right decision. You don't, I mean, I've been second. Well, she survived it. So She survived you know. it, yeah, thankfully. And, you know, but anyway, so with a hurricane, you've got time. But Yeah, Wow. It's complicated if you're 90 years old. Yeah. yeah. I remember visiting Naples in May 2018. What were you... Oh, uh, yeah. It, it really did a number on Naples. Naples was... That storm wiped out the... the you know, it's a lot of artificial... It's like Dubai. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's a very oh, yeah. artificial... Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just had a thought. Like, how, how does one get home insurance in Florida? Is it possible to... Yeah, it is. You, you have I mean, to actually really buy expensive. flood insurance. And it's, it just becomes extremely expensive because every time you buy it and they have another event... I think that's the case in a lot of states in the U.S. then. The ones that are, you know, prone to having hurricanes... Yeah, it's flooding is more of a problem. Flooding has a federal program for it, which oh. and then the people go back and they build in the same place where they have floods, which is incredibly stupid. But that's another. Well, problem. I guess the program was equal to the Natural Disaster Relief Act, something like that. Something it like sounds that. Yeah. like a good. Yeah. Name for program, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds appropriate. If, if we don't have a program like that, we sure should have one. <laughs> yes. Another another great yeah. idea from Big Apple Podcast. Speaking, yeah. speaking of Irma, I remember that we were planning to go to Key West from Naples. And How, what were you doing in Naples? Did you know somebody there or what? Yeah, it was my friend's uh, parents. Grandmother. Grandma (laughs) lived in Naples. No. They are, you know, my friend's parents, uh, they're retired. So half a year they live in Florida. Well, Uh the bigger half of the year they live in Florida for tax reasons. And then the other half they live in Boston. So and they invited me. (laughs) Yes. I understand. That was part of the attraction. Yeah. Oh, Florida. Yeah. Oh, Florida. Yeah. So, and they they have a nice condo there. So they invited me, and I said, "Well, let me check how much the tickets are." And they're like, "Oh, we've already bought your ticket." I'm like, "Oh, I'm going. I am definitely <laughs> going then." Yeah. So, and uh, we were planning on going to Key West, which is the very the very yeah, south. The very tip, yeah. And they have a fantastic. Uh, road, you know, yeah, on the south, I've, and you I've, have ocean on both sides. Well, it's not the ocean; it's the Gulf of Mexico. I right, think. So, well, on one side it's the ocean, and on the other side, I, I worked I in saw, the middle of the Keys oh, for, for. So, and I saw the, the season, pictures, and yeah, I'm like, so. oh, it's going to be fantastic, but because of Irma, most of the road was just oh no destroyed. So we had yeah. to take a, uh, a ship. So we went by ship. Wow. So, because uh, it was May 2018, and I think only 2019 it was back to you know full full service, so yeah. you could just. Yeah, it, the it was again. bad. It was a bad. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Ben, have you ever experienced any kind of a natural disaster? Well, yeah, I've actually, um, when I was living in Vegas, I experienced well, an Well, living earthquake. in Vegas is, is a, a natural disaster. That's more of a man-made, human, yeah, actually, human. technically, that's a man-made disaster. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it wasn't as bad as Inga's experience, but it was nowhere near as bad as Inga's yeah, experience. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but, okay, yeah. but I, I was Let's working hope. in a hotel there, and all of a sudden there was this earthquake, and I was working in a hotel which had 20 floors, well, 19, because they don't have the number 13 in American buildings. Yeah, but, sure. But it, it was Not pretty, that we're superstitious. <laughs> yeah, right. Just, well, all of a we're sudden, very modern and scientific. Yeah. But at the hotel reception, all of a sudden, all these all the phones started ringing and everything was shaking and people's things were strewn everywhere on the top floors. The bottom floors were not so badly affected by the earthquake. It was more the higher up floors. Mm. And mirrors fell off the walls and... Lamps came off the desk. It was it was pretty cool. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no, no, no one was hurt. Benjamin, was, was that an adventure? <laughs> it was quite an adventure. Would you repeat it? I, I hope you don't hold a grudge for me, you know, joking over this adventure <laughs> adventure stuff. And but then, wait, w- yeah. when was it? What year? I think it was 2019. Okay. And then, a, yeah, a couple of weeks after, there was another little earthquake and I was in bed and I saw the pots and pans swaying in my kitchen. It was pretty cool. I didn't, know, I didn't know they had earthquakes in Las Vegas. Yeah, they, they have quite a few. I mean, it's not far from Los Angeles, so you have these. Yeah, it's I mean, on the same. not Category 9, but, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but they are, yeah, it's still quite a cool experience. In, in England, apparently, there are some minor earthquakes. and Oh, makes, really? Yeah, it makes the 
headlines, but it's not really anything big at all. It's just I would think of something like floods, uh, you know, heat waves maybe in floods, England. Floods are big in England, yeah, especially around <laughs> Gloucestershire. Um, but the earthquakes are basically just like your phone vibrating. It's not really... Mm. <laughs> it's okay. not really anything too big to know. But most recent disaster, I'd have to say, is... Um, I opened, well, I leave my windows open at night. And recently we had all this fluff around Novosibirsk. Mm. (laughs) Natural disaster. I had (laughs) fluff all over my apartment. So that's a natural disaster. And it prompted me to buy a vacuum cleaner. Oh, wow. wow. Can you imagine that? See, that's how capitalism works. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Just just release fluff into the air and and the vacuum cleaner industry. Oh, it's booming. Booming, yeah. Exactly. So apparently the word for the fluff in English is called poplar. I had no idea about this until recently. Yeah, so I saw the poplar is the type of a tree. It's yes. the tree, but I think it's the fluff as well. That's So poplar uh, fluff. I guess it's poplar fluff, fluff yeah. Okay. So I only learned this this year. So P-O-P-L-R. Technically, uh, I know that a lot of people are allergic to it, but technically, did you know that you can't be allergic to fluff itself? It's just the dust that it gathers. Well, what happens is, I I remember when I first encountered uh, this fluff, (laughs) so-called fluff, Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I thought the way that you handle this is you open your windows wide to, you know, increase the ventilation. I don't know what I was thinking. I, I probably was not thinking, and <laughs> was the problem. And I ended up with this horrendous—not horrendous, but really bad cough. Aww. Because I was sitting there, you know, the the remedy was worse than the. I was worsening it with every with every evening, you know, and so so don't breathe it in. Right? You, yeah. you just want to minimize the. Yeah, I don't yeah. have to tell you that. Yeah, you don't. <laughs> but across. <laughs> Our listeners, they may not have poplar fluff, right? Lucky they, if they don't. Well, I guess poplar is pretty poplar is pretty common throughout Russia, isn't it? It's common. It's pretty popular. It's pretty popular. Wowzers! Okay, I I was, I was, I could have, I was thinking of that, but I said, "Nah, I'm not going to do that." Is it too bad of a pun for you? It was too bad of a pun for me. No, but it I wasn't. It. As long as it's not on my on my conscience, it's I can enjoy it. Yeah. So okay, I think I think I've been lucky, maybe because you know, growing up in Yakutia, then moving to Siberia, and not many natural disasters actually happen in these. Well, okay, in these parts. Well, there haven't been many natural disasters while I was living in these parts. Because uh, let's say in Yakutia, when I was living there. What you have every single year, nearly every single year, is forest fires. Mm. But while I was living there, it was never as bad as it was this year. Because it was just horrible. It's um, hundreds of thousands of hectares of forest just burned. And the thing is that the government is saying that we're not going to put it down because it's not, you know, profitable. So it's it's cheaper for them to just let everything burn down, what is yeah, burning right now, than to put it down. that's actually what you're supposed to do. It's just let them burn. I mean, Yellowstone... Right, I think I may have mentioned this Yellowstone National Park in the United States, very beautiful park. When I when I went there in the this was in the early nineties. Is that it, on fire right now? Not right, right now, but there it had been on fire, and so I'm driving through this you know beautiful area, and it's complete. In a lot of places, it was completely burned down. The reason why I ask that is that today I saw a picture that, as of this day and today, Salt Lake City has the worst uh, air quality in the world. Yeah, so I saw I would, that recently. It's so surprising, but it's because Salt Lake City is in a basin, mm-hmm. i.e. it's surrounded by mountains. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because okay. yeah. the last time, you know, not so long ago, you could, well, some parts in Yakutia had the worst air quality in the world. And that was in the time of the forest fires. Uh, yeah, they were bad. They were really bad. Yeah. So when, when some... Um, you know, disasters happen when we have such stressful situations. So usually there are three, let's say, scenarios, three types of behavior that people have. So some people just freeze and, you know, they understand they need to do something, but they just can't. They just freeze. There are some people who are very calm, you know, like, okay, we need to do this, this, this. We need to go there, you know, they start acting, they're calm. And there are people who start to panic and, you know, and scream and like, oh no, we're all going to die, we're all going to die. So which one are you? 
I've got a like. <laughs> I mean, who, who's the chicken here? <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm gonna be so. Actually, I'm not panicking. I'm just trying to put my guest gust and try to do something. Uh, so you're I, more I, on the yes, acting just calm trying side. to concentrate. What can I do right now to help my uh, family members or to help myself? So. Um, as I have already had experience uh, to work in uh, National Service for Seismic Protection for five years, and my mom is a senior scientist there right now. So she, uh, um, the scientist, of course, and my mom uh, taught us how to, to behave in this kind of situations, oh. um, in particular during the earthquake. So you have to go under something hard. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So to protect your head, first of all. So if there is nothing, something of that, like that, a hard surface to do, so you should stay in the frame of the door. So, uh, the you most, know, it's, it's, it's the interesting because, it be, uh-huh. uh, well, nowadays uh, they say that you should not stand in a doorway. Cause, I thought I read that. Yeah, because uh, in modern houses, the way they're building yeah, houses uh, now, it's you know, it's no stronger than any other. Could I miss the word steel frame? Steel. Oh, so yes. it's okay. Because yes. I, I think nowadays it's not yes. steel in most cases. It's just wood. So our like door, wood, yeah. our door is steel right now in our flat. Oh, so it's really useful one. So okay, that's that's so a, the that's hard very surface important. or the frame of the steel frame mm-hmm. of the door. Mm-hmm. So and of course, uh, the the best one is to run away something the open space to stay right, in the open right, space. Right, which is why when you yes. were a little girl, you your instinct was to go to your mother. Yes, to go to back to my mom. So mom can do, help me. Right? Yeah, yeah that was actually. Uh, yeah, I I remember. Well, since you've mentioned you know earthquake, let's talk about you know the way we have to act when there is an earthquake. So because I. Read and I saw some pictures that in case of an earthquake, the strategy should be uh, drop, cover, hold on. So like meaning uh, drop down onto your hands or knees so so that you're not standing. um, Well, before the earthquake knocks you down, because, you know, if it's an earthquake, if it's a strong one, you're going to fall anyway. So drop to your knees, uh, then cover, as you said, like go Mm -hmm. into the table or something like that. And then hold on, like just like... Hold on to, protect, to your head, like try to protect, to protect and not, your head and not move. Yeah, because they actually say that most of the deaths in case of uh, earthquakes are because of something falling onto you. Sure. Yeah. Well, I get. I guess in this case, we're not talking about something as disastrous as you know, scale nine earthquake. Because in that case, the building just collapses very often. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. drop, cover, hold on. This is. Uh, and I remember uh, a friend of mine who was working in Tokyo when there was um, there was an earthquake. There was quite a serious earthquake, but it was, I think it was six. Honestly, they have a lot of earthquakes there, right? Yeah. They do, they do. And she said that you know everywhere in in Tokyo, you can see the stickers like uh, drop, hold on, cover, like everywhere in buildings, mm-hmm. elevators, everywhere, just because they have a you know high chance of that happening. So and immediately she remembered that, and she got onto the table, and she said that, that she was scared as hell, of course, but. It helped her not to not helped? to get injured. Yeah, everything. a lot of children in Armenia saved their lives um, due to this uh, one to, to, going down under the mm-hmm. tables under their desks. So that's why they could save their mm-hmm. lives. By the way, in London at the Natural History Museum, they have a I, I believe they might still have it. It's the earthquake simulator, and basically it simulates a Japanese supermarket, and there's a shaking floor and. It's, oh, wow. Trying yeah, to test pretty, something. Yeah, I mean? yeah, it's yeah, it's pretty fascinating. So next time you're in London, check it out if it's What's still it on. What's it for? Like to see whether you to could stand check still. How can people react in this situation? Maybe. Yeah. Well, it's just like natural history means it's just sort of what's happening in nature. Mm. So yeah. it's just yeah, you know, demonstration. How do you remember yeah. the the blue whale skeleton from there? Yeah, I mean I haven't been there in so many years, but it's a fun place. Yeah, but okay. So this is what you should do. In case of an earthquake, drop, cover, hold on. I'm going to repeat it, you know, as many yeah. times as I can today, you know, just just in case, just in case. But, you know, um, it's interesting because I read some articles and some of them people said, if you're inside, stay inside. So like, don't mm-hmm. try to go outside because while you're trying to get outside, mm-hmm. you're most likely to get injured, you know, because mm-hmm. people would think like, oh, I need to get outside. But it's going to take time. Yeah. Seconds, right. 
Yeah. So if you are already outside, stay outside. Stay outside. But if you're inside, stay inside. Yeah. Oof. It depends on situation. Of course, of course. Actually, sometimes yeah. you have to hurry. You have to run, just to rush, because you can save your life. So stones won't fall on your head, and you can. Mm-hmm. So we have Inga here, who's the leader. You are staying calm. Yeah. You know, you're telling people what to do. So, which I think is very important for everyone who's around. So, should anything happen, stick to Inga. <laughs> Harry, what about you? What would what would be your reaction? Well, I would hope that eventually I would get to be, you know, trying to figure out what to do. I mean, that might not be my first thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know that I get control right away, but hopefully I would okay. eventually and start looking. But eventually, you know, can be can last. Can be too long. Too too long. (laughs) Takes too long to get there. I don't. I don't know. Yeah, Benjamin. So does that mean? I hope. When when you ask who else is the chicken, does that mean you're the chicken? No, I'd be a good boy. (laughs) If if it weren't my property, I yeah, I wouldn't be too sad. I mean, obviously, obviously, I don't want my own property to be destroyed by a natural disaster. In which case, I'd be distraught. But if I were in another building and no one was injured. I'd just be a good boy. And... I think in my case, that would depend on the type of uh, catastrophe. Because yeah. let's say if it's an earthquake, you know, this strategy has been repeated, you know, and it's been everywhere for so many times that you kind of remember, you're like, okay, I, I think I know what to do. But if it's like a fire or something yeah. like that, I think that I would either panic or just freeze. Like, and being, you know, lost. Like, what, what, what am I to do? What to do? Panic, 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 panic. Probably as a millennial would try to Google what to do in this situation, you know, that's also possible. But yeah. Yeah, there there you go. The <laughs> Yeah. Google well, it. Yeah. If you can. <laughs> well, I mean, just because <laughs> yes. quick Google it, yeah. Just because I was growing no. up in a part of a country where there are no natural we'd have no earthquakes in Yakutia. Sometimes we have floods, but it's not in the city, in not in Yakutsk, it's in, in some kind of villages. So I've never been taught about any kind of natural disasters, what to do in case of fire. Nobody ever told us what to do. In ah. in uh, my uh, home state, uh, Ohio, there are there are tornadoes. That's the only natural thing. And they don't they happen when they happen. Um I think the basic idea is you do kind of the same thing as you do in an earthquake. You try to go under something. They so have, which states are, because you have tornado alley, is that? Yeah, that's, well. Is Ohio wow. considered? Boy, talk I mean, about. Uh, you have that, Oklahoma. Boy, my aunt. Oh, there is Oklahoma. Yeah, my, right. There is a state like yeah. that. Yeah, like Oklahoma. My my mother's sister. <laughs> it's going to make my family sound disaster prone <laughs> or something. But my mother's sister lived right in Oklahoma, Norman, Oklahoma. And um, she actually had the experience of having to go. Every house there has a basement, uh, storm basement or hurricane basement, whatever they call it. And she actually went down into her basement and the then the, her, the uh, tornado came through and just leveled her house above her. Yeah, I I, I see stories about that about yeah, you know, huge just, tornado, yeah, tornadoes. Yeah, yeah, it's really horrendous. I mean, I can't even imagine. But um, and they just and it was just sort of okay, and went found another house or whatever, you know. Again, but wow, what an experience. Anyway, but yeah, so that's the kind of the mid. It, so Oklahoma, entire, Kansas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, the Wizard of Oz, right? Yeah. Remember mm. the Wizard of Oz? You That's would think of like Midwest. Yeah. Oh, it sounds safe enough, but no. No, it's 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 got tornadoes, yeah. What about and the north? Is also. north safe? Like, yeah. is there any well, kind there, of natural disaster happening in the north? The only thing you've got is, is if, along the Mississippi River, Ohio, just mainly Mississippi River, there's flooding mm-hmm. and different parts there can be pretty serious flooding um which is north and it can go north i think they had floods in yeah along a lot of large parts of the mississippi river that goes all the way up into north dakota i think the headwaters of it are in in the dakotas so yeah there's no escaping in the united states so wait um we've talked about what to do in case of a 
of an earthquake in case of uh, a tornado. If you will, you're supposed to yeah, have a basement, basement, so please go. Yeah. To the basement. If you're in that area, but usually, but usually, if you, if you in the Midwest, they do have basements, right? Like a lot of times, yeah. But uh, what to do in case of a hurricane? Well, hurricane. If if you're in Florida, you just run away. You just get out of there. You just get out of there. You get in your car. You pack your car up, and you just leave. But what about other other states? Because I know that sometimes there are hurricanes in the East Coast as well. Uh, well, Not as again. they, They will give you. You've got warning. You've got warning. Oh, and then they'll tell and you what, what yeah, to do. Yeah, so you've still got maybe like days. And it's the weirdest thing in the world, actually, because it's completely clear. You know, like my mother was leaving on Wednesday morning. It didn't hit that area until Saturday morning. That's, mm-hmm. that's what, three days? You know, so you're leaving. Things look great. You know, it's a beautiful Florida day. You and know? then you come back. And, and, and three days later, it's a complete disaster Mm -hmm. zone you know Mm -hmm. i mean it's just and so i think that even in the you know it's also shifting it usually loses speed Mm -hmm. although there's there's been hurricanes i remember um, stories about uh hurricane katrina as well which hit yeah that was terrible yeah terrible one right new orleans New Orleans. yeah yeah. wait how do you say it how do you pronounce the name of a city different ways you can say new new orleans new orleans because we just we just discussed this place with barbara and she's like what did you say? I'm like New Orleans. Oh, it's New Orleans. I'm like, I'm just going to say NOLA. That's what people call it now. So NOLA yeah. is easier. <laughs> I think maybe they, New Orleans is, a, they got an interesting accent. I don't know how they pronounce it, but I think it's New Orleans. Okay. So NOLA. I remember we were planning to go there and uh, a friend of mine, because my name is Katrina, Katrina, yeah. but everyone in the States calls me Katrina just because the E just disappears from there. And she's like, when we go there, why don't you say that your name's Katya? I'm like, why? She's like, well, think twice. I don't think they'd be very happy to meet a Katrina over there. <laughs> right. yeah. One more Katrina. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't get to go, but yeah. But I was like, when I go, I'm going to say that my name's Katya. So the short name. Okay. So, and what do we do if there is a fire? It depends what kind of fire. Electrical fire? Are we talking about a wildfire? Bush fire? Let's talk first about the electrical one and then move to like forest fires. That has been happening a lot. What I remember is you need to use carbon dioxide fire extinguishers on electric fires, if I'm correct. Okay, what if I... Well, let's say... Don't use any water, of course. Stay away from water on electrical fires. That's actually a good point. I would not... You know, when I'm panicking, that would be my first, (laughs) my first (laughs) instinct. Yeah. Well, the same, you know, have you seen videos of people who work in different like cafes and restaurants and they have, you know, fire because of the oil. And then their first Uh instinct is to put water, but then it just, you know, it explodes. So, yeah. But what if you're somewhere, you have no idea whether you have a fire extinguisher and probably you don't have it if it's at home. What to do then? Just panic and run away? Not panic and run away? Because I don't have a fire extinguisher at home, for example. I have problems with wires. That's why I'm not allowed to... I haven't been allowed to turn on the light in my living room for like two weeks already. <laughs> right. Okay. I work. Maybe call the firefighters. Oh, when you're in a... Pen. From the oh, yeah. outside, probably, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, if it's, if it's electrical fire, it's going to be kind of local, right? I mean, it's going to be in your house, yeah? Mm-hmm. Or, right? Mm-hmm. Or, well, yeah. Yeah, so... So don't try to put it down yourself. Call the professionals and evacuate immediately. Is that is that so then? Well, it depends on the right one to, to do. Maybe. It depends on what stage the fire is at. If it's just starting, then you should do something about it. You shouldn't rely. But on, I mean, what yeah. if it's electrical? You are not allowed to put it down with water. What to do then? I mean, I just genuinely do not understand what to get, do. Then. Get a get a blanket and smother the flames. Yeah, probably smother. But it'd have to. Okay. You know, it would have to be the right kind of blanket well it depends how thick the blanket is if it's really thick and you jump on the yeah actually if you you could wet the blanket you know if you had that kind of time you know drop you know put it in the bathtub and wet the i mean if you just don't touch it when you do that i guess well, you just throw if you it say, over throw it. Away, yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah, throw it over it. I, I just, I can't even imagine. So I don't know what, but water, what on. does water do right with electrical? Is that no, a bad idea? No, no, no. It's no, it's a bad idea. Bad so idea. you wouldn't want to do that. So okay. best, uh, the best think, thing then is to have your, what is it, carbon dioxide fire extinguisher you said? Yeah, yeah, carbon dioxide. I have a funny story about fire extinguishers. Yeah. 
All right. And what if it's intrigued enough? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Um, As long as it's a funny story about carbon dioxide. Okay, well. Because I'm not, wait, uh, when it's like white powder inside, is it carbon dioxide fire extinguisher or is it something different? I'm not sure. White powder, right? Yeah, like when you when you use it as like white powder. Because the thing is that I remember starting working at a school and I was the class teacher of fifth graders who were like 12 years old. And I remember having a lesson and then the, the headmaster of the school just knocks on my door. and's like, we need to talk. And I'm in the middle of a lesson, you know, like, um, okay. So when I leave the classroom, she's like, do you know what your kids did? Like, I have no idea. She's like, follow me. So when she uh, takes me to a place and the whole floor is white, I'm like, what is happening? What has happened here? She's like, well, several of your kids, who are 12 years old, broke the fire extinguisher. And then I later talked to kids, how how on earth can you break a fire extinguisher? It has, you know, this protection thing. Like, how do you call it? Like a cliff, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, like how? It was an accident. Up to this day, I still do not understand how on earth you can break a fire extinguisher when you are 12 years old. Of course, when you are 12 years old, you are destructive. Teenager skin, Maybe just drop it. If you Probably if you drop it the wrong way, maybe. Do you think? I don't know. I don't know. To me, it should be, you know, handle more, more things than that, you know, fire extinguisher. So, yeah, up to this day, <laughs> a mystery. All right, and what what about uh, let's say forest fires? So this is a problem that has been happening a lot. We have Australian forest fires, we have California, we have Yakutia. Um, a lot of places, a lot of places in the world are on fire. So what what to do if you have a forest fire? Jump in a lake. <laughs> Boy, if you had a lake, yeah, that would be a great place to be. Fair enough. <laughs> Right. Any other ideas? So I would say that it depends on where, where you are in, in, in terms of... Um, I think you probably just leave is what you're supposed to do, right? I mean, it's just... Well, yeah, if but if we think about, let's say, Yakutia, it's cut off from from the rest of the country. Yeah. So it has a river, but uh, when there were forest fires, the ferries were not going. So because it was so... Yeah. Um, like There was so much smoke that you had no planes no ferries. So you couldn't even leave the Republic if you wanted to because you would need to cross the to cross the river if you're going by car, for example. So people, and a lot of people had a problem. So there was smoke everywhere. So they would buy oxygen, you know, and like oh, in a tank. Wow. Even with closed windows, you know, there was still smoke. A lot of people were coughing, you know, a lot of people with asthma, kids, they were suffering. So and they say that what may help is when you close all the windows. Of course, it's really stuffy and hot inside then, but uh, put wet blanket like on the window so that, you know, it absorbs it still at least some of the smoke. I mean, if you can't leave from them. But that's about, you know, dealing with the smoke from the forest fires. I know that in case of Australia, they just tried to evacuate to the cities which were safer. Yeah, when I think of forest fire, of course, it's not exactly true, but it's, you know, the American way of just having a houses, separate houses. And, you know, if you happen to live in an area that's in real danger, I think you, I think you just need to like get out of there. Right. Cause mm-hmm. it's, ex- it's just extremely dangerous. Yeah. If you can, yeah. If you can just, just go, just go. Yeah. Okay. What about floods? How to act in case of a flood? I should, we should go somewhere higher, mm-hmm. the highest point mm-hmm. as, as high as you can. Yep. Yep, 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 yep. Well, yep. obviously, and recently in the news, Germany, Belgium, I think the Netherlands have been devastated by yeah. floods. They actually say that's been because of the forest fires. Oh, really? Yeah, because uh, the scale of the forest fires was so huge that, you know, it was too much of CO2 emissions. So and that changed the way of um, what is happening in the atmosphere, like, you know, with the, with the clouds and everything. So it changed the wind and whatever else. Oh, wow. So And that affected... Um, the rivers and everything. So they say because of the forest fires within the last several years, um, well, part of Europe is experiencing floods. But yeah, so yeah, you have to go somewhere yeah, higher. Don't try, of course, to travel to swim in this just flood. Mm-hmm. To go somewhere to find your just relatives, or because it is really dangerous. You don't know how the currents can change and oh, they can yeah. bring you to drag mm-hmm. you to dangerous situations. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think they 
The internet told me that uh, you should not walk, swim, or drive through floodwaters. Well, just, yeah, just... Yeah, I mean, just don't... Don't, don't try to do that. It right? may yeah. look, you know, as something you can do, but usually... Have you seen uh, some videos? Because I think a month ago there was a flood in Sochi area, and they just showed, you know, cars just... Yeah, flow... Well, not... Flowing. Uh, floating, floating down. The floating river, down. Yeah. So, yeah, it looked scary. Yeah. We used to have floods in Yagutia, but it never reached the city itself. So it was never a problem to the city... Uh, citizens, but it always hit uh, the villages, so they would be evacuated. And I, I just when I was a kid, and I still, I still don't understand. So, when people uh, experience a flood, you know, when there is water in the houses, they can't use electricity after that, can they? I mean, they have to. How? No, I think it's that would wipe out the whole system. You wouldn't have electricity. I don't even understand up up to now that people try to build buildings yeah. near the water. So yeah. it's yeah, that's kind of a natural disaster. So you, one day, yeah. you don't know, it's unpredictable that one day you will have tsunami or mm-hmm. I don't know, just an earthquake or uh, it's just everything, flood. Well, so. the, Netherlands, the Netherlands is an amazing country because it's been, the way the country has been organized is by a system of dikes, which is a system of canals, which kind of prevent flooding. However, yeah, cities like Amsterdam are prone to, well, have the potential to be flooded in the future and engineers mm-hmm. are developing floating houses for instance oh that's mm-hmm. a great one mm-hmm. yeah so mm-hmm. buy a floating house yeah i think i think well we were supposed to get this education at school you know about how to act in in case of natural disasters, disasters. we never did you know instead we were just talking about how important it is you know to know the content of an AK47 or something like that or just you know listening to stories of our teacher about his army days but really <laughs> oh i love those stories those are the best stories <laughs> army days oh no i I, oh, I love listening to that That's... so and then when you have you know a natural disaster you're like at least now i can remember all those stories <laughs> you'll have you'll have a few minutes to remember those great stories before you're washed away or whatever. But I think you know. I think we like now we should teach you know all the kids and everyone how to act because these situations are happen happening more often these days. I think compared to yeah. compared to the past. Remember last year? Remember Texas last year? Texas, the South, and then they had these like cold wave when a lot of things yeah. just yeah. froze. They didn't have electricity because of that. They didn't have water, and I saw that some people. Well, you know the way they do it in Texas with electricity. If you you pay a set amount of money every single month, but then if you exceed it, and usually nobody does, you have to pay like way more. And you can imagine in case of that, you know, very cold weather, a lot of things freezing, a lot of people got their bills of like $15,000 per month. They just had, you know. Yeah, they've got ridiculous, you know, free market gone wild yeah. type of solutions, you know, unique to Texas. Texas closed themselves off from the rest of the grid, right? And they just got their own thing. Mm-hmm. And most of the time that's great. And somebody saves, you know, a couple of dollars a month on their electric bill. And then, and then they get happened. into a situation like that that stresses the system. They can't go outside the state because mm-hmm. you literally don't have the wires running anymore. And and then you end up with, you know, very bad situations. I remember like when, you know, people were just surviving. They were hosting other people who didn't have electricity or water. And I have, at that time I was teaching online and I had a couple of students from Texas and they, you know, just sent me an email somehow like, I'm sorry, I'm, I won't be able to be in class today because we have no electricity and we have like 35 people in our house. Like, mm. oh, wow. But <laughs> I remember that. Um, the governor of Texas at that time, you know, uh, posted a message like, you know, I'm stay strong, Texas. But he was in Puerto Rico at the time. <laughs> just, yeah, yeah, that and was. Everyone was so furious with him. He had to, you know, officially apologize and go back to Texas. Yeah, he, he got out. Of, see, he got out of there. He saw that something bad was happening, like, and he, I am the governor of the state, and I'm out of here. Yeah, right. That's right. That's how you do it. Leading by example, right? <laughs> yeah, so, and what to do um, in case of an avalanche? Because um, it's, I'm not sure how widespread that is, but if you go uh, snowboarding, if you go mountain skiing, you might want to know. How oh, so you dig, a, I, I remember hearing this one thing. If you have a coin in your pocket, you dig a hole. If, if you're 
buried in mm-hmm. an avalanche. You dig a hole and you <clears throat> throw the coin up, and you know which way. Mm-hmm. That you know which way is up, and you just dig. You dig upwards. They, ah, they so you some... you throw. Wow, that's well, interesting. Maybe not yeah. a coin if it's completely dark, but yeah, because you could actually but, dig down, right? Well, yeah. they, they say if you don't have anything like that, if you you know like don't have anything, try to put you know a little bit of saliva out of your out of your mouth, because then yep. if you're upside down, it will go. You know. Oh my goodness! You, uh, well, I mean, you would know you if you were upside down. No, wouldn't? you wouldn't. Well, if you, so you're under snow, you don't know. You have no idea. Oh my goodness! That's the thing. Awful. You are you are completely lost and disorientated. Disoriented. Wow. So yeah. I mean, wouldn't I mean? It's, wouldn't there have to be other indications? But maybe not. Hmm. Well, if there are, then you're kind of lucky. But yeah, there aren't always. Okay. Like that. Yeah, I know that if you are, let's say, snowboarding or mountain skiing, and you see the avalanche actually coming, don't try to overrun it because that's never going to happen. Instead, they say try to move to the side so that you don't, you know, you don't get buried under it. Then, if you are under snow, try to first find out where where's the up, where's the down, and then yeah, dig in that direction. And then they also say if you understand that it's inevitably going to cover you. Um, Hold one arm up. So it might be that the snow will only cover, you know, part of your body. And then, you know, the rescuers might find it easier for you to actually find you. So, yeah. And they also say if if you are under snow and you're not sure if you can actually make your way up, make some room to breathe. So at least, you know, create some space for you to breathe so that you don't suffocate. Because most of the deaths in case of an avalanche are from asphyxia. Yeah. So you don't when you don't have enough air. Yeah, but there's been a lot of stories about, you know... Um, Every year, skiers die at ski resorts as a result of avalanches. I know I know, I know, know a girl, she used to be my student, and they went up the mountains in Altai. So, you know, with all that equipment going up, up, up. And they said that the whole of their team had the second birthday that they now celebrate because an avalanche just went down 10 meters on the right from them. And they're like, we were all so scared, but literally they now celebrate it as their second birthday. It's like a miracle. Because can you imagine just 10 meters? I cannot Uh, imagine how scary that that must have been for them. (laughs) Yeah. That's, I think that's why <laughs> what I mostly do is just sit at home and watch my TV shows. Very safe. I just thought of, it's not quite an avalanche, but in Russia, obviously there's snow everywhere during the winter and yep. and usually snow and ice can fall off the roofs of buildings. Yes, and that every year that kills at least several people, I think. Yeah. So yeah, that's why they say, um, you know, don't walk along the building in winter. Yeah, that's... Can you imagine this, the, the, the weight of that, you know, ton of snow that falls down the roof? Yeah, it's also dangerous. Dangerous world. Oh, yeah, it is. No matter what, you can... Remember how we talked about, you know, um, air crashes and, you know, different catastrophes, and you said yeah. that you have a higher chance of being killed by a donkey in your living room. <laughs> <laughs> so and when you think about all the things that can go wrong when you're just sitting in your living room... <laughs> It's a scary yeah, right. That's right, yeah. So in, uh, what to do, it's not um, a catastrophe as such, but how to act when you're outside and there is a thunderstorm. Mm-hmm. To hide somewhere, just to go to enter to some mm-hmm. entrance. Okay, what if you are outside, meaning like you're outside, outside, like in a field, in a forest. Oh, okay, what am I doing in the field? <laughs> Picking up flowers, <laughs> being a flower fairy as you are. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe you're taking a photo shoot in the field of sunflowers. People do that. Looks beautiful. Maybe lying down, just flat lying down. Okay. Okay, that's that's a good. And of course, covering your head as well. Mm-hmm. Actually, I read that it's better to um, kind of go into a ball-like position. You know, just because uh-huh. when you're flat, apparently it's easier oh. for a lightning to hit you, and then. Ah, All my yeah, life, I right. used to think that if you are in a situation like that, you should go under the tree and it's going to be fine. No. no. And then, you know, people no. No are like, that's exactly what you should never do. do. Yeah. Oh, okay. I think the thing with the, with the going into a position where you're just protecting your head and is that um, the, the danger point is where your feet touch the ground. 
And that's why you want to minimize that, mm-hmm. right? So you just want to just have the ball, like it says, uh, I saw, be on the balls of your feet, you know, mm-hmm. and covering your head and just so that you're only point of contact. So I guess if you somebody gets hit by lightning, then it damages the soles of your feet. Oh. But if you had more of your body, then it could damage, damage isn't the right word, injure, injure. Your, yeah, and then you should not be anywhere anywhere high because, you know... Right, try to go low, yeah. Uh-huh. And so it's low, but kind of mini- minimal contact with the ground, I guess, is the Again, I, I never used to know these things because, you know, growing up in Yuguchi, we only had like a thunderstorm maybe once during the summer if, if we were unlucky or lucky, I do not know, maybe unlucky. I still remember one thunderstorm and it was like, you know... After after that, when I moved to Siberia and I had my first thunderstorm, I <laughs> literally went under the blanket. I'm like, that's too loud and too scary and too bright. Because in Yakutia, it never happens like that. It's a little bit of thunder, a couple of lightnings. But I still remember a thunderstorm we had when the lightning, um, there was a strong wind as well. And I think it hit the, um, what is it, like ele- electricity posts or mm. how do you call these things with Oh, the power lines. The power lines. Mm. It seemed to be uh, to, to become bilingual when both of my languages are getting worse. <laughs> so, sorry. So, yeah, and apparently it hit the power lines, so we didn't have electricity for two days. Mm. Lovely days when we had, you know, the whole of the house, which is 12 apartments, had a fire in the, you know, just outside and uh, cooking what, what, interns. Uh, yeah, well, it would have been in summer, right? Or uh-huh. uh-huh. So, can you imagine two of the freezers full of meat and fish just... Just went bad, yeah. It was just one neighborhood, not the whole, not the whole town. Just one or two neighborhoods that were without electricity for two days. So, when I lived in New York, um, they had some kind of a major storm, and it took out a power station, a substation, mm-hmm. and took out the entire neighborhood for four or five days. It took them to to get. Oh the wow. Home. To, you know, to get the thing restored. And, of course, all the food went bad. You know, the just there was no mm-hmm. emergency. I mean, there's certain things you can do for emergency to recoup that. But which was when I went to the museums because I couldn't I couldn't be at home. I couldn't do mm-hmm. anything there. So I went I went to the Guggenheim. And, it, and actually what happened was it was extremely hot. Oh, it was extremely hot. It was over 100 degrees Fahrenheit. Oh. And that made the substation melt it, the air conditioning they it's not really a natural disaster mm-hmm. but it's a too much load you know too much energy use and it just took out the substation but it took out the whole neighborhood you know big be tens mm-hmm. of thousands of people and um but I got to see the Guggenheim Museum and I got to see... You know, <laughs> Ten I got, times. I think I went to natural history I don't remember which I did I went to a bunch of museums that I should have gone to a, a bunch of other times as well but well, you say it's not to. a natural disaster, but in a way, you know, heat yeah, waves. Yeah, it, it is. We can sure. say the heat it's waves heat are waves, natural yeah. disaster, right? Yeah, sure. Somehow is. they yeah. are. Yeah. Like this year in Moscow, that was horrible when they had like 35, 37, 38 degrees for a very long time. And it's Moscow, you know, it's concrete everywhere. Yeah. So, yeah, I know that a lot of people with weak hearts, you know, they, they died because of the heat. And yeah. I read a lot of tips on how to deal with a heat wave, you know, like to uh, fill, if you have a bathtub, like fill it with uh, cold water ice, close your windows, like, you know, what... Drink a lot of water. Yeah, like all these, all these things. Yeah. Okay, so we've talked about earthquake, hurricane, avalanche. So anything else? I think we've covered it all. Meteorite in Chelyabinsk. (laughs) (laughs) That immediately came to my mind. That's a very, very often happening natural disaster, right? Not too often, but... Yeah, I, I, just, I just remember, what, how long ago was it? Eight years ago? It was 2014, I think. Yeah. Wasn't it? Sounds I, possible, yeah. Have you seen all those um, footage, like the dash cam footage? Yeah, yeah. I sure yeah. have. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but people, like very often people are just so calm, like, oh, okay. Like, <laughs> what? You have a meteorite falling and you're just so calm? It is a usual thing for them. Well, yeah. We never know. Like, we don't know what's happening over there in Chilabins. <laughs> right. Okay. I think we've covered it all. The most, like, at least most of them. So, yeah. 
Do you have, if you if you had to give our listeners one piece of advice regarding this, these natural disasters, what would it be? Learn how to use a fire extinguisher. I would say have one at least, you know, <laughs> have one at least as a start. Okay. Uh, one one piece of advice. What what's guess, a wisdom well, from you, Gary? How about this? How about just be prepared? Think about it beforehand. Like okay. even this little review here that we just had, that's okay. pretty useful. We well, can buy the SAS Urban Survival Guide. Or just the, the, what S- now? the SAS Survival Guide. It's a great guide. The SAS is the Special Secret Services of the UK. Okay. And they publish this amazing book. Great for your English. Check it out. And it's fascinating. It tells you everything from what's doing an emergency and fr- from what fruits and vegetables or what berries not to eat, for instance. How in to the survive wild. on a stranded island. Yeah. So, yeah, the SAS survival book. Okay. Sounds cool. Inga, do you have? Uh, I want to advise not to panic to try to concentrate as much as possible to help yourself and your relatives, people around you. Yeah. Easier the said than done sometimes, think. but yeah. Don't panic. I'm going to use all these, <laughs> you know, pieces of advice, all your wisdom. Yeah. All righty. All righty. And just as usual, I have some questions to our listeners. So have you ever been in a situation when, you know, there was a natural catastrophe? I hope you haven't. So if you don't leave comments, I'll say, okay, that means that you haven't been in a natural catastrophe. But we also need comments. I love chatting. So, yeah, it's interesting. You know, yeah. Have you had your lessons about, you know, safety and what was it called? Like, what was this subject called? Social science? Health and safety. Health and safety. Yeah, I think it was more like that. Yeah, health and safety. So, and if so, what did you learn there? Because I sure learned nothing from that (laughs) in my school, (laughs) my day. I don't think they had health and safety when I was a st- <laughs> when I was in school. We we didn't living in a state which had yeah, tornadoes. Yeah, tornadoes yeah. So teenagers should comment. So if you they have yeah. any kind of yeah yeah or people in their early twenties who still remember what it was like. Well, I mean, depends on your memory. <laughs> Looking at Gary, wink, right. wink. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. All right. Well, that was the Big Apple School podcast. And today we discussed natural disasters, natural catastrophes. Thank you for listening. And remember, if you struggle to understand our conversation, you are always welcome to our website, which is www.bigappleschool.com slash podcasts. <laughs> Seriously, Gary, you used to be better at this. I, I've, uh, I was more... Memor- it was a memory check. I have to be concentrating, thinking about so it. I have see? to be ready. I'm not okay. ready for the disaster <laughs> at the end of each... Right, yes. He said, I'm not ready for the disaster and looked at me. No. Okay. No. <laughs> okay, so on this website, you can find scripts of each episode, so... It- is really interactive and really fun to use. And if you want to have even more content, which will help you learn English, you can browse the website, which is bigappleschool.com in general to find different articles, videos, you name it. And you can also follow us on the social media, such as Instagram, VK, YouTube, Telegram. We are literally everywhere. Just search our name, which is again, Big Apple School. So that was Katya. And my guests for today were... Gary. Benjamin. Stay tuned and we'll see you around.